Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. So I was going to ask you, what are the aspirations, goals, or objectives of having the uh, the right business structure? But you've got those up there. So, so I think the first and most important is it must be flexible and in line with your business plan or objectives. Now, of course, your object the objective will change because you might start with service accommodation, by the way, and then go into uh, commercial conversions to sell, then commercial conversions to hold, then something else, then deal sourcing. So. It's important the structure is flexible, otherwise you're stuck with the same one structure that you have, mm. and that causes you main a lot of problems in terms of bank financing, in terms of adding new people in, mm. taking existing people out, uh, VAT, uh, inheritance tax, capital gains tax, the whole thing gets messy. And as much as I don't like it, by the way, I think you've got to have a few different companies to manage your different uh, property strategies because if you mix them all together it just ends up becoming a huge mess so flexibility is important tax, being tax efficient is important as well but we can never stay ahead of the game and I think what's really important for you and you might find this odd but it's important don't let the tax tail wag the dog so don't just do something just because it seems tax efficient because something which was tax efficient efficient three or four years ago may not be tax efficient now is definitely not tax efficient in three or four years time and the government have a knack for kind of or a habit of going back to what they used to do five or ten years ago uh, so a good example for you is next year we've got these changes in tax so about when when Gordon Brown was was the Chancellor you had a particular tax regime where you had had a holding company and you had subsidiaries underneath it and you used to get taxed together on all those companies and claim marginal relief. Then that was stopped and we just said we're going to charge people, I think it was 23% tax, came down to 22, 21, 20, 19. We're supposed to go down to 17 uh, a few years ago, never did. Now Rishi Sunak's done the same thing and now he's saying if you have a holding company and a group structure, you're going to pay a shed load of tax for this. 23% or 25%. So we've kind of gone back. So had you done the planning in line with what was what happened before Rishi made that announcement uh, would be very different to what you're going to do now, if that makes sense. But once you're in that structure, coming out to from that structure to, to avoid what Rishi's trying to tax you on is extremely difficult. It's not going to happen, yeah? Mm. So don't always do something because it's tax efficient. Do it because it works for you and your business and your family and everything you're looking to achieve. The tax should, should be a huge bonus. Does that make sense? Mm. So now we're going to look at the structure and, and, and an example. So we've got Angela who has a full-time job and is a high-rate taxpayer. She earns £50,000 a year. Uh, she's got £150,000 to invest in a property project. Wants to do a commercial conversion. I based this on you, by the way, uh, Sharmila, but uh, <coughs> change it to 50 from 250, by the way, and I, I hope you don't mind. Uh, or is it 500 grand? Uh, she wants to buy a property for 400,000 pounds, spend 300 grand on refurbing it, sell it for 900,000 pounds, and make a 200,000 pound profit. What should be her business structure, do you think? I know that there's not much information there, but it's enough for you to make him, maybe some, some observations. And Laura's going to kick us off today. 
Go on, Laura, you can do it. Sole trader for a full-time job. Limited company provides commercial commercial. Okay. Mm. Any particular reason for that? It's what I'm comfortable with. Okay, that, that's what you like. <laughs> and it's 19% tax on the 200k profit. Yes. How's things stand? If she is already on 50,000, 200k profit, that's going to put her at 250, which put her in 45%. Yeah, but she doesn't want to do. Okay. Over here, do we agree with Laura? Yeah, but I think you'd have two companies, right? Okay. One to put the SB, uh, SPB in. And the other one, maybe she wants to do some consulting for that, um, you know, for, for that, the project management role that she's okay. doing. Yeah. So you have like the operations and, and, and the, the holding company, uh, or the selling company, because she yep. really decides she wants to sell. Yeah. Because she'll be a sole trader in her job, plus two companies, one which is her consulting and the other one. So two standalone companies, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Okay, that's fine. Any observations, Joanna or Tahir? plans to keep doing conversions in the future, she might have a group company yep. like off at the top, and then it's going to be all these underneath. The SPVs underneath, okay. Yeah. Any additional observations, Tahir or Joanna? Don't have to, by the way. This table here, any, any thoughts? Caroline, Nihal or Terry? Mm. Anything you might do differently? There's no wrong or right answer here, by the way, because different people use different structures. I can see Terry lending towards, okay, an LLP, he likes an LLP. That's what you were thinking, weren't you? How did I know? Because you could see me when they were saying about two different companies, and I was trying to look and see why, what I'd written down previously. Maybe. Caroline, any thoughts? Um, yeah, um, I was thinking about the LLP too, as well as having a limited company. Like she was saying, the limited company for your consultancy yep. work. Yeah, you can have any of those variations, by the way. It depends on what, what works for you. Uh, I think Laura's maybe thinking of purely from a tax efficiency point of view, perhaps. Well, possibly. Actually, it doesn't state that she has business partners she's yeah. going in with, so yeah. you need at least two for an LLP. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're clever, and you know you don't have to have a business partner to have an LLP. No, you yeah, can do it with a limited company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's have a look. So, if she did it in her own name, makes 200,000 pounds profit, the first 100K should be done at 100 pounds. Okay, tax at uh, 40%. And once you go over 100,000 pounds, you lose your personal allowance for every one pound, you, two pound you earn, you lose a pound of your personal allowance. Uh, this is all the tax, NIC, but everything else, she pays best part of 95,000 pounds in her own name. Okay, uh, she's not very happy about that. Angela wants to reinvest those funds into another deal. So if, you, see if she pays just under £95,000 to HMRC, she's got 105 grand left or just over. Uh, so her net proceeds are reduced significantly. Uh, the only one thing that she could, the, the two big benefits for her, are, the first thing is the 105998. She can do what she likes with those funds because she's paid the tax personally. So she can go on a holiday, pay off her mortgage, buy a new car, do what she likes with those funds. Uh, as opposed to, if you remember the earlier example, if those funds are stuck in a limited company, you've got to pay income tax. And the second thing she could do is, she could possibly make uh, pension contributions to reduce her tax. Now let's look at it in a limited company, just keeping it simple. She'd pay 19% corporation tax, as uh, Laura indicated earlier, which gives her 38,000. She's got 162,000 to reinvest, okay? Uh, and, and it increases her capital by 
blah 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 whatever else okay so it, it gives because she's got she's got more cash now so from a very simple point of view Laura's right if she just if she just wanted to save tax and have the maximum amount of money to reinvest having a limited company would be the best way forward for her now she wants to do a second conversion Laura do you think she should do it in the same company a new company LLP what do you reckon new company okay and what should she do with the existing one Brain, late on the afternoon, keep hold of it. Okay. Because then you've got an intercompany loan going across to the other bond, possibly put it in a holding structure so that you can move assets down. Okay. Sharmila, any thoughts? No, I don't think that sounds quite sensible. Yeah? We're going to go with you, uh, Laura, on this table here. Caroline, are we going to go with Laura or do you have any other thoughts? You could say same company, by the way. Same company. Yeah. No, I don't think it would be the same company. Any particular reason for that? Um, no, I can't. No? No. Okay, so you're saying start a new company or do what Laura says? I think you can stick with the same company because the company's got nothing in it, it's got a bit of resource, you can use that yeah. to buy the next thing. I yeah. you've got different investors and people yeah. involved that sort of limit your yeah. liability. Yeah. 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 No, but, that, yeah. but the other one's been sold though, hasn't it? Because that's when you realise you're 200. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 All those are sold, yeah. So there's no, oh, right, there's so no property in that company. There's anymore. nothing in that apart from the 200 grand. Money, yeah. Less so you can what? use that company again then, yeah. 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 Because you've already got it set up. Yeah. It's probably got a bank account. Yeah, it's got a bank account. It's got a corporation tax number. It's got every, everything. It's good to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can do that or we can do what... Uh, Laura has suggested. So most people usually say have two companies uh, and company A, as you've said, Laura, can loan money to company B. Uh, if she, Angela then wants to do a third project, should she do it in company A, B, or have company C? Depends on the risk and asset, where the assets are. Yeah. So the first ones are a very important point. Risk-wise, do you think she should have a separate company or do it in one of the existing two companies? Separate each project in the same. Okay. Project. Yep. And then you said risk and something else? Was it? Lord. Sorry? Where the assets Yeah. If there was asset in the first company. Yeah. Yeah. So risk, asset, and the third thing you said was funding. Yeah. Okay. Well, you were about to say that, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah. You, it, was, it, was, yeah oh, it, was, it was on your lips. I thought I'd, I'd beat you oh, to thank it. Thank you. Yeah, it's funding <laughs> yeah. because yeah, they, some companies want to, some lenders want a clean company. They want a clean company. So, Shaz, if there was no external investor, if it was just Angela herself, yep. does she can she just do it all in like A? Um, or do you think because lender on project A would be different to lender on project B, it might be better to have two different companies? Once you've finished a project, mm. I think it's usually good to close that company and just move on because you might have 101 things coming out later on and uh are we recording everything here yep. okay, good we shouldn't be uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but, but why would you close it because then you'll have a trip especially you, if you hold it you yeah. no liabilities going forward but if you've got prop if you've got an asset in there no you take the money out because no. if that sorry. building collapses you're 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 like so here, sorry, Shabala, so, we're talking about selling. Yeah, if you sell once, it. Once you've sold all the okay, I'd close the company down. Okay. Uh, simply because if you have another project and then another project, and if HMRC coming to have a look from a VAT point of view, PAYE, uh, corporation tax, personal income tax, okay, they're going to start from day one, okay, usually, 
and look at all of the old stuff and then I'll ask you what happened six years ago with project one and five years ago with project two and three and a half years with project three. It's gonna be a ball breaker, so to speak, okay? Uh, why do you want that? Might just close the company down, pay a couple hundred quid, have a new company, start again. So what happens to the 200 grand? If company A that has 200 grand loans it to company B and then you're closing down company A, is company A then just writing off the debt to company B? So you've effectively just no. thrown the that's the problem. That's company. the problem which we're trying to create. We're saying, will it get messy? Yeah. It will get messy. Okay, and that's why we're going to try and find a solution for that. Or do you leave company A open performance with an unpaid company loan for X amount of time? Yep. That never gets repaid. Okay. Or and then let's say let's say now, Laura, you've done that, and you're on company H or company M. Mm -hmm. You've got six, seven, eight companies open. Yep. All have loans with other companies, and you're filing joint company accounts for eight, nine, ten companies. Mm -hmm. You're not going to like that too much, are you? No, that's, okay. what that's what I do. That's my life. Hello. <laughs> Show you the chart. Let's have a look then. You want to see my chart? Yeah. That is my company chart. So these are all your companies, are they? They're all his companies. <laughs> oh, so. No. No, so this, the, this is one I side. I just manage. And then we have a, an investment company. Yeah. Quite a lot. Okay, so you look after all these. The blue ones. Properties for. Yeah, the blue, the blue ones are in partnership. And yeah. What, what you were saying. Yeah. About closing company. I've got one a company with another partner which we've just built. There's a lot going on here. Converted for. But it's messy. It's the, 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 our relationship has got messy. And uh, he was a contractor after the money in. And he walked away uh, a year ago. So then we've had to step in and finish the project. So now we want to. I would close that company because, like you were saying, going forward because the, the leaseholders now or the people who bought the leases can come back at the company. Okay. But we don't know if this is, we've done this, but we don't know if this is correct. What, what about like with buildings that you might, if you're doing stuff, you, you know, you need to have insurance in place, don't you, for like, I don't know, what's it, 10 years after or five yeah, years so, after? So yeah. if you're closing down the company, well, you paid the premium already. That's fine. Mm -hmm. So you've got your structural warranties in place. Yeah. That'd be fine. That's fine. Even though you Yeah, and hardly ever is there a claim on, on, on the structural warranties. I mean, the plaster usually cracks. You can fix that kind of stuff. You're not going to use the use in, uh, insurance company for that. So you don't normally claim on your structural warranties, but you just got to have them in place. Okay. Yeah. I've not seen any claims on structural warranties. Ever. I'd love to know the answer then about how you loan the money across and it prevent it from getting messy. Yeah, so Julie's given us the example of you can loan the funds, okay? So what you what you do is have a holding company. Right. And if you have a holding company, then company A company A loans money, okay, to company B, but takes it through company as a holding company. So when company A has got 165 or 1,000 or whatever the figure was from the previous slides, if, if company A moves that as a dividend to the holding company, how much tax will the holding company pay for receiving the dividend? Anybody apart from uh, Laura? Nothing. <laughs> Why do you say that? Sorry, I mean, do you have to pay? Because it's, isn't it, you're putting, putting money... Well, we know, Sharmila, whenever uh, money moves from one company to another, 
there's usually a tax consequence unless it's a loan. Here, it's a, it's a dividend. So surely if there's a dividend going from company A is to a holding company. Though? Sorry? Is it intergroup? It is intergroup, but surely there must be some tax to pay for is money moving over, shouldn't there? I'm just asking what so, people would usually ask me. Be wrong. <laughs> you don't think so? Joanna, what do you reckon? Must be something to pay. HMRC wouldn't allow you to move money tax-free as a dividend, would they? Oh, there's a substantial shareholding exemption. That's coming up. up. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not looking at the notes. Um, Good. No, my gut feeling is that there isn't anything. But there isn't? <laughs> okay. Over here. Neha, what do you reckon? Well, it depends on what type of loan it was. It's a dividend. A dividend. Yeah, because Company A here owns all the shares in company, sorry, the holding company owns all the shares in Company A and owns all the shares in Company B, by the way. That's exactly the structure I have. Yeah. <coughs> sorry, the difference is that I, I never close the company, I just keep investing here, but yeah. I start thinking now. Okay, while you think about it, Caroline or Terry, any thoughts? 19%. 19% is what Caroline says, it's a good guess. Terry? Tax be paid in the... Company A and B before it goes up. Yeah, so so company A has paid the tax at 90 percent of the profits. Now it's moving the, the uh, net figure as a dividend to, to the holding company. So I think there's any tax. Is that? I don't know why. You don't know why? You think there's no tax? Well, the good news is you're pretty much right. There's no tax to pay at the minute, but uh, uh, as the rules stand, when company A passes the money up into the holding company. Once you've done that. Company A can now close down, so and, and the money can move into Company B, again, tax-free. When Company B makes the profit, move it back to Company A, or you can have Company B, C, D, E, F going forward. If it's into company <coughs> loans, should you go up to the holding company from then? Down to Company B, or can you go from A to B? It can go from A to B, but I really wouldn't do intercompany loans, uh, unless you've got other business partners, like Laura talked about earlier, where there's a need, I would just move all the money as a tax-free dividend into the holding company. It's a tax-free dividend. Close company A unless there's a need to keep it open for some particular reason and then move the funds down to company B or any subsequent <coughs> company. Simple. Keep it easy. Thanks. Well, it's, not, well, it's not really tax-free because you already paid the tax. As in no further tax to pay. Yeah, yeah. no further tax because you already yeah. paid tax. I mean, how many times yeah. can you pay tax? Yeah. Even yeah. though I like tax, but <laughs> yeah. it's like it's already been paid. Yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah. So let's say Tahir says, Sunil, the tax has already been paid, so there shouldn't be further tax to pay. So let's just assume 50 grand was paid as tax, so Angela now has 150 grand left. If Angela moves that 150,000 pounds into a personal account, does she pay further tax? Yeah, of course, because yeah. that's her, uh, it depends how she down. takes it, yeah. if it's a dividend or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, no, but that, that, that no matter how she takes it, she has to pay she tax. Yeah, but no, this was part of a holding. You know, it was part of an entity that's. Yeah. This is a subsidiary of an. You know, you yeah. can't be multiply because you're carrying on with the purpose of doing certain business, and you're carrying on with that business. Don't be surprised if the government changed that stance. By the way. Yeah. Don't be surprised. So the 162 grand is what she then moves from Company A to the, the holding company. company. Yes. And that's a tax-free dividend yep. because she's already paid it in Company yeah, A. Yeah, that's right. Right. And then that gets passed down to any a, as a loan to Company B. Yes. Yeah. And then once Company B's done its stuff or whatever, it pays back the loan. The loan. But then what plus, about the plus what? Maybe you do a bigger B. project. Blood. No, but Company B does what A did, which pay the tax. The remaining amount goes back as a tax-free dividend. dividend. And you keep recycling. Keep doing that. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Is, 
Dutch Dutch is for investment? Or is it for... Both. All the companies have to be like the same activity or is it just as long as... We're going to come on to that. Okay. We're going to come on to that. So, Joanna is asking, should it it be the same activity? Should it all be investment or should it all be trading or can it be a mix? And we're going to cover that. So, the benefits, some of the benefits are it's easy to move money and you don't have to keep all the the previous companies open. Otherwise, like the example uh, Laura and I talked about, you can get the company M, N, O, P, whatever. Eight, nine, ten, and you've got so many companies open. You've got tax returns to file, uh, confirmation statements to file. Sorry. Too many expenses. Too many expenses. Yes. Yeah. Are you an accountant by any chance, Laura? No. Okay. I say that frequently in my meetings. You sound like one, by the way. Sorry. Take, take that as a compliment. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> are you a lawyer by any chance? No. Okay. But I have a, I have compliance hats as well. As okay. Fine. All right, uh, so you can move the dividend tax-free, keep the entities separate, like we've talked about limiting the liability. Now, I've been told this a lot. I haven't seen it, believe it or not, but I've been told if you have a holding company structure, banks and lenders don't like that structure uh, and are less likely to lend money to it. That's what brokers keep telling me. I've never had that. Not too sure if you've had it, suddenly or not. Yeah. Maybe because of your experience or your portfolio. No, even for clients, uh, Neha, yeah. We haven't had it. It's only when you go to get a buy to let the mortgage run, uh, the mortgage works, they don't like, they didn't like it, so they looked at the company's house. Yeah. And they said, no, it's a developer, you're not a landlord, so. But yeah. Yeah, but I, I keep getting told that. So if you go down the holding company route, just because I keep getting told, I'm just going to pass it on to you, you may have an issue or challenge with obtaining funding, but I've never seen it. Sunil's got the structure, he hasn't seen it, so that's just some proof for you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.